My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Josh. And I'm Ben. And we're here to break down chapter 21 of The Mandalorian. Why do I sound excited? It's because we are less than a week uh, away from celebration. Well, for Josh and I hopping on a plane because we're going to London on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Josh, how do you feel? Are you excited? Are you nervous? You're right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm actually pretty excited. Um, <laughs> I, I can finally get proper fish and chips again after not having them for so long. Um, um, I mean, for you, it's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna more than want to see your face about like eating things and trying things out because you've never left the, the states. So I'm excited. Um, uh, also, I, seeing fans from around the world. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I I am a hundred a hundred percent excited. It's uh, it's also gonna be great to meet um a, a bunch of the people that listen to us. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm actually excited that. to see like people that aren't. Yeah. I mean, I love the people from the states, but I'd love to see the people that aren't actually from the states that listen to us. It'd be cool. And if you do run into us, we may or may not have merge some. Uh, but the, the main question we're gonna be asking you, and I'm gonna ask you, and, and it's gonna be for a shirt. It's going to be like, does Max Rebo have four limbs or two? And if you say two, you're definitely <laughs> going to earn yourself some uh, Barani. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to walk next to you during the con. I'm going to make sure that I'm not next to you. <laughs> that question. It's two. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be dying inside. Uh, but we have some of the badge art here. We've got um, – yeah, yeah, uh, really cool. they have turned – um uh ben uh, likes that stuff he liked that he looked at it yeah. that's cool yeah i uh I they they also released <laughs> some of the merch and you know i'm 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 not surprised but there actually is a lot of merch, merch that you like today yeah like a yeah, what, lot which is your favorite merch that piece did you did you, did you have any that you like? um honestly it's not anything max rebo it actually is the wow. blue, um, it actually is the blue harvest shirt and the blue harvest hat um, I love that. I, 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 I know. I keep forgetting that you love the whole Blue Harvest thing. Oh, dude, it's sick. So I, I, I was super excited when they announced that they were doing 40th anniversary stuff because it was like they got to have Blue Harvest. So I'm, I'm pumped for that. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Uh, but yeah, so here we are. We are excited for London and we're about to break down the Mandalorian chapter 21. Uh, before we start, how do we feel about this episode? Because I feel like we are finally getting into more like into the direction that they've been talking about how it's going to be leading up to that big like Avengers event and everything. And the season has kind of been, you know, answering small questions here and there. But now we fi it finally feels like we're um, actually starting on that path of uh, of more story. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's which is actually kind of funny because I think that we were talking about it earlier, how we, we felt like other episodes of mandalorian kind of got into the story a little bit quicker but i don't i don't know about that anymore i feel like maybe it did get into the story about the exact same kind of time 
I mean, if this is basically them going to go and retake Mandalore, okay, interesting. But I mean, I thought it was already, you know, d- destroyed or enough to where they're like, yeah, we might not move back or something. But we'll see. I mean, as much as we have on that planet, it's like what spider thing, robot thing, and uh, random old outskirts animals, and and don't forget baby the uh, dragon. Mm. Who needs that? Yeah. It's not real. Um, it's it's nice to see. Yeah, we're finally sort of getting into the meat of it, into into the end game. Uh, also, it's cool seeing um, Bo-Katan's story come full circle. In this it's coming mm. for full circle. That's really cool. Yeah, I it sort of feels a bit like um, the other seasons, though. So it sort of starts off a bit of a bang, a few self-contained things, and then all right, time time to get into the meat of it. I definitely saw the 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 character growth um for the for the armor and in, in, in this episode she is more accepting and i think it's gonna throw a lot of people off um going forward because she jumped from you can't take off your helmet to hey take off your helmet so i'm again i'm definitely excited to see uh where the story goes but let's Let's go to the beginning of it. Um, we have the capital of Navarro. We're, we are back there. We see this beautiful set, um, this beautiful setting. And we still don't know anything about IG-11. How do we think that will come into play? Because that was the first thing that, that caught my eye during the scene. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I, I feel like he'll come back uh, around the time that they really get back into Mandalore because he was originally taken away for, you know, spelunking in Mandalore. And I feel like when they go back there, he'll, he'll start playing, uh, playing more of a pivotal role when they need to traverse those uh, terrains again. Yeah. Uh, Josh? One second, I'm actually pulling it up for myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, no. Uh I I love that we keep going back to Navarro and I love how how much has changed and everything. And I'm glad we got a pirate payoff to be honest. Yeah. Cuz I was so worried that they were just going to just, you know, ditch that whole pirate thing and I was like, "Oh, that was set up so much." And then you didn't want to pull it off for the next episode or the next one or the next one, but then we finally got it and I'm happy with seeing them come back. I know that there were a lot of rumors that the main pirate was uh, the captain was going to be the main villain for skeleton crew. So I'm glad that he. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, we didn't see the body. We didn't see the body. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that also will be something that we'll talk about on the, uh, on the breakdown for the two episodes of the bad batch tonight. So stay tuned for that. Um, but going forward, they're 
they are talking about expanding the actual land and adding more areas to make profit. And then all of a sudden um, we see uh, we we hear this very l- large um, ship come into orbit. And of course, it's the uh, ship from episode one of this season. And we then uh, hear a lot of um, we hear a lot of boat lingo. We see a bunch of different pirate Easter eggs from like just kind of different pirate genres. And, and we'll definitely talk about it. But we get uh, we get Captain Salad here. Um, <laughs> and, Captain Salad. Well, nice. yeah. So. I again, I love his look. I love the whole thing. It was very unique and grief Karga, you know, it's just like, hey, listen, you don't belong here. Go home. And he's like, nah, this place is mine now. And they attack and we kind of get an Easter egg towards a new hope uh, because grief Karga kind of uh, he is calling out the new he's calling out the new Republic to go and help them out. And he does the same thing that Leia does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we leave the planet and we go to a, a new Republic base. And they and we see a Y-Wing come in. We see a bunch of different things. And there's actually a lot of behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes Easter eggs in here because some of these pilots are actual directors um in the show and some of them are people who work behind the scenes there is doug chang uh dave filoni's in there um a couple of the directors from the previous seasons come come back and and play pilots so i thought that was really cool and we just see you know this wonderful character um he walks up and he talks to uh to the officer and um how do we feel about zeb's look in live action i wasn't expecting to see him i knew there were rumors but i'm really glad that we got him in this you have an issue with his legs no no that was you that was totally (laughs) like look at his legs and i was like (laughs) i mean i don't expect him to do some like weird as like werewolf thing so far i mean yeah. I, he, it, he looks it, it good feel, like yeah yeah it, it, it felt very painted in sort of very uh very special effectsy but it uh it i i still think it worked though it did catch me off guard because i don't think i was expecting it and so i think it just sort of uh, jumped out a bit at more at me but it, it's kind of weird to I, me I, that they I, did zeb yeah. in yeah cg when they didn't have to i feel no but okay. okay. I do um, I do think it looked really good though. It just mm-hmm. it definitely jumped out at me that it was CG, you know. Like you could okay, it wasn't here's really the fun fooling thing. me. I think that you could tell that they're like they spent the money on this one, and that's why it pops out to me so hard. I was like, Yeah, whoa, I'm like, oh okay, yeah, hello Zeb. <laughs> it's so 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 detailed, so like almost too perfect. <laughs> you know, it's just mm-hmm. it, it yeah. Mm-hmm. It caught me off guard, definitely. It was awesome to see, though. <sighs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I'm definitely hoping to see more of him in Ahsoka, and we 
and we most will. likely will. And you, that's going to feel. I know you will. Nah. I can guarantee nah. you will. <laughs> well, well, from the teaser trailer that we got of of the man um, of Ahsoka back at Celebration in Anaheim, we actually saw the back of Zeb's head uh, for like a for like a brief second, and that was three weeks into filming Ahsoka and they were, mm-hmm. you know, they were just starting on the special effects. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was very excited and we're also getting chopper and Ahsoka We're and we're getting Sabine. We're also getting Hera. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to be, be a rebels reunion. And, Ooh. and it was really cool to see Zeb in this. I wasn't expecting him to be a new Republic pilot that threw me off because he was never really a, pilot and rebels so he must have you know kind of made something of himself yeah upskilling people upskilling <laughs> uh and i'm curious of what kind of ship he is flying now um like do, do you think he's more of a why well this person? is like their their, their outer ring crew so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm it's interesting because this is like their like out outer rim crew so I'm I'm interested in seeing what he's doing out there, because I mean, for all we know, he's also kind of like I joined this so that I would be able to look for Ezra more. Oh, okay, okay. I I I I I enjoy that theory, but then I'm like, okay, why is if that's true, then why isn't he with Sabine? Why isn't he with Ahsoka? And why isn't Hera there? Like, because Sabine, they're going to be like have a more ground, I assume. Because Sabine, they're probably going to be like, well, you, the Mandalorian took someone later in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which Mandalorian it could be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's cool seeing Rebels characters. I'm like... Yeah. Although it is funny how we haven't seen Hera live action. And I'm like, that is like the easiest one you could have done. I'm so surprised. She well, wasn't, wasn't she piloting the ghost in Rogue One? Wasn't she? Yes. Wasn't she uh, so, so her and Chopper were there. We don't know where Zeb was or Sabine was on, um, on Luthal, uh, because she was she Lothcat. was protecting it. Yeah, before I like Lothcats. You know the events of Return of the Jedi, and then after Return of the Jedi, so it comes and they'll go, they'll go look for Ezra, but we probably won't, you know, see that until Ahsoka because the again the rumor is that the first four episodes of Ahsoka will be the epilogue of Rebels, and then the next four episodes will then fall into the Mandalorian timeline. So it'll be kind of split in half, like another book of Boba Fett sort of thing. Yeah, kind of. And then we just kind of learn more about um, the situation that that Navarro is not technically part of the New Republic, and that and he's not having it. So he goes all the way to Coruscant again. Uh, I know some people. I mean, I'm kind of saying it. It's, it's that Coruscant is kind of feeling like the new, like the new Tatooine. I just hope they, you know, don't overuse it even more. If we end up seeing it in Skeleton Crew or Ahsoka, I'll be like, oh, okay. Um, and then you can feel how I felt about <laughs> Tatooine. Okay, yeah. but but I will take Coruscant over Tatooine any, any day, day, no matter how much any they use day, it. Any bro. day, yep, absolutely. 
night or day, I will take Coruscant exactly. over Racing any planet story. as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Close at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've, I've always wondered, like, it, this is their perfect opportunity to be like, because there's two polar opposite versions of Coruscant just in general. So I'm like, that's cool. Whereas we could explore both of those. Whereas I don't know how you're going to really explore more of sand in Tatooine. And they just keep sending <laughs> us there. And I'm like, yeah. it's funny because it's like, this is another side of Tatooine. And I'm like, so it's sand. <laughs> well, even with Coruscant, though, we, we see it in different areas. Not only is there the, you know, the underground and the above ground, but there's also Imperial occupied, New Republic. Mm-hmm. Republic there's so many different areas which change so much about the planet mm-hmm. whereas Tatooine is Tatooine all the time it's <laughs> scum and villainy all the time it's just scum and villainy you know it doesn't matter who's in charge but Coruscant changes but Luke came from there and, and yes. came from there so it's okay well, Watto came from there all right they came from there we don't and need to stay there we first saw Max <laughs> Rebo there as well just and we left <laughs> we left and <laughs> we there's left a, reason a reason why we left yep <laughs> uh, and, and then we on Anakin's case. and then we kind of go to the complaint department it kind of uh, looks like and we see this guy <laughs> also known as the cannibal from uh from Brooklyn 99 yeah <laughs> um how did we feel about his character he's very busy okay obviously oh. <laughs> and he really doesn't like droids you know putting more uh more uh, what do you call it? Metal work anything. on his yeah. table, not paperwork. Metal yeah. work. Chips, chits, chip, chip work, chip work. Yeah, <laughs> chipping away at it. Um, I, I liked him. He's he's got the same sort of demeanor that he has in, in his role that he plays in uh, in Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's just very passive aggressive, almost. It seems. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I find I find it quite entertaining. I, I did like it. Main complaint. Um, wait, of, of his character? Yeah, what, what was his, what was, what was the complaint? Uh, wait, uh, from me? No, just in general. About no, he was saying thing. complaints department, it was, it was. Oh, 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 got it, got it, got it. Oh, oh. So, um, yeah, oh, so. I thought you uh, meant like people were complaining about his character. I was like, oh, this dude no. is great. I hope not. No, no. I, uh, again, I like how we have different comedians coming, um, coming into the Star Wars universe in some way. And I think his character kind of fit in well because he he just is, you know, hey, I'm just here. I I didn't even know that Navarro was even uh <laughs> that he was even uh that Navarro is even part of the New Republic and then Kane um she walks he didn't even in and existed, did he? So yeah, so she she walks in and she was like, "Well, technically, it's not part." So I don't think that the New Republic should, you know, help out the planet. Yeah. And again, she's 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 a double agent, probably a triple agent. I I don't know, I don't know what of, she is doing, bro. Yeah, but could she be like less malicious, please? Like, there's no subtlety in anything she does. She's like. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm I'm feeling like we're going to get a Scooby Doo reveal. We're going to pull a mask off, and it's going to be thrown under there. <laughs> <laughs> just like it was me the what? whole time the whole time <laughs> yeah so yeah no i uh i i i liked his character i loved how his character really was just like yeah i don't care about anything like i mean 
but I do care about my job and I can't just give you special forces to go and, uh, and take care of it. So, uh, good luck. You know, <laughs> yep, it's like, nope, it's it yourself. Not an option. So then we, uh, we end up, uh, having, um, we have the officer end up going all the way to, uh, to where Mando and the covert are hiding. And he, you know, lands there. He's expecting, you know, them to be all, you know, all set and, and ready to attack him. And then we find out that the only reason why he knew where they were was because of R5. Uh, and R5, you know, again, we got the confirmation that R5 was part of the Rebel Alliance and everything. And he was out on um, out on Tatooine and he was undercover. And then the whole reason of why R2 got um, to be Luke's droid was because of R5, because he ended up um, doing the self-destruct thing and he ended up having a bad motivator. Because you can use the force. Exactly, exactly, because he is a force wheeler. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so how do we feel about that small reveal? It like, I mean, I I kind of knew that, but you know, there are some I'm kind audience of like, members that. Hey, you know what? If it, I understand that you need to keep the plot moving and then patch up that little like plot hole piece, and then they're like, "Well, guess what? Boom! There, there we go." And I'm like, "That makes sense." And I don't know if that's how you had it planned, but it makes sense in my head. That works. I'm glad you called attention to it, and now it's done. <laughs> it wasn't even in my mind, eh? I, I I thought that he had back in the Re- rebellion era had planted a tracker on Bo's ship because when he's when he's coming in, as soon as he sees Bo's ship, he goes, "There you are." And I'm like, "Okay." So at some point, that made, wouldn't that wouldn't uh, make me that, think that. Yeah, that's what but I then, thought. But then, but then, but then R5 came out. I was like, "That's right, <laughs> right?" <laughs> okay. Oh cool. yeah. But, yeah, I was going. <laughs> yeah. When did they ever meet? What? 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 All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Right. Okay. No, easy. Yeah. easy. So Carson, uh, Tava's like, "Hey, here's the, um, here is the message. Do with it as you will, but I suggest that you go and help them." Uh, and he also knows that there is a, an impersonation. There's also a wait, wait, hang on, wait, what? His frozen impersonation doing this. I'm just. Getting oh. a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he knows there's something l- like larger going on. And he's one of the only people in the New Republic that really sees that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And again, to me, the people from the Empire kind of entering uh, the New Republic where they're retired. Um, feels kind of like what Hydra did to S.H.I.E.L.D. and Marvel. And you can definitely tell that. I mean, it's more obvious, though. And and when uh, Tava sees Kane in, in, in the guy's office, he just... But, but he 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 looks at the rank badge and then looks at her and he's like, yeah, I, I, I know exactly like of what's going on here. <laughs> I, so... I love how he's the only one that has common sense. And he also, you know, says be, if you don't act it on it now, it'll be too late. And I think it's going to get to that point where Thrawn and the empire will, will turn into the first order, which we know it does. Uh, and I'm thinking that Tava's not going to be around 
uh for the sequels so i'm gonna say that you know maybe he's the only one that has common sense he talks to leia and then something happens where he gets killed and that inspires leia to really like kind of speak out and saying hey the first order is rising um that's my guess uh and i love his character i uh and the actor that plays him is a big fan of star wars so i'm i'm, I'm so happy again that people who are involved in star star wars are fans of it and mm -hmm. that's just a you know a ongoing theme here and that makes me really really happy but we then have him leave and then we have din thinking about you know of of what karga has done for him and that he needs to go and and help him out but also he's thinking about his entire uh his entire group and family of of mandalorians of where we can stop hiding in the shadows we can have you know an actual place to live and he then has a meeting with the covert and they talk about um going over there liberating the the town and when he's doing this he has the he has the hammer of the armorer and it feels like that's the talking hammer and that took me like yeah. and that took me back to school when like hey if you want to talk you like have to have the talking stick or something josh come on dude Did you're correct you have that? I, no i 100 I <laughs> agree with you <laughs> so so i was just like oh, okay cool like i like oh that's a thing but we then uh you know have him do a speech it's it, it's 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 very in, in, inspiring and everything and then you have pause Vizsla. <laughs> does anyone up. have anything to say and i was like yeah. hurry up pause hurry up yep. just, yep. just interrupt him because i know you want to yeah and <laughs> and he stands up and it's very misleading the yeah. the way that he talks and he's just like yeah like these people try to kill us we like <laughs> had to leave because of them why no, we had him in the first half yeah um uh <laughs> pie and earth would we try and save them and then there's a the pause because... because that's what we do we're mandalorians now let's go out there and i'm just like oh okay i was like all right cool. <laughs> let's so, go bowen bowen right. didn't sitting there oh no oh no oh no <laughs> uh, and then uh and then the way that he says this is the way i was like okay cool because that's got like a real meaningful way to say you know this is the way when i feel like they've been using that term a lot this season for like everything um yeah. oh this is the way yeah like i mean do we think that it has been overused or do you think it's being used like you know in the proper and not you know mm. I, I I mean, I haven't really taken too much notice of it. I have noticed that it is being used a lot, but I noticed we're spending a lot more time with them uh, than we have in previous seasons. Mm -hmm. um, so it's probably more of like a shock to the system just because we're spending so much time with the Mandalorians and yeah. in the Mandalorian, you know. Um, whereas in like last season especially, it was just kind of nothing for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and we have them all rally. They all talk about the plan. They, uh, and then we cut back to 
to grieve Karga, he's trying to reassure the people that, hey, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. The new Republic is on their way when he probably knows that they're probably not going to show up. So he's hoping that the message got to Mando somehow. I think he was hoping it would end up getting to Mando. And uh, and then, you know, the we cut to the pirates, you know, have taken over the town. We see kind of a Clone Wars throwback um, because whenever there was a battle, I remember the episode from the from the Clone Wars of where there was the there was the R unit that was kind of um, kept running into a wall, and then Obi Wan uses the Force and knocks it over. And this is what that droid was doing; he just kept kind of running into the rock. And you can see like he's malfunctioning; he like has a like a, a decent amount of laser marks going through him. Uh, um, and so just for a second, back yeah. to Grief Karga, does he have a direct link to the N1 or was it just the Razor Crest that he had a, a link to? Uh, like a, a channel to contact Mando, does he have it to his oh. current ship or was it just to the Razor Crest? Maybe that's why he didn't reach out. I mean, I think he would. Um, I, 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 think I think he, he would, would have too, one. I, I thought he was going to try to directly contact Mando yeah. before he would try to get him, the New Republic involved. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking maybe he doesn't have a link to his ship. Or maybe he realized that, that, or thought that this was going to be too much for Mando. You needed the whole, like, Republic, New Republic, like, defense right. force to kind of help them. Yeah. Right. And this also kind of takes me back to the clone wars again because you have um different planets that that did not get help from the republic because they were neutral and they weren't part of the separatist alliance they weren't part of the republic yeah i feel like this is this is just showing like they they even make a reference so that you can understand what happens in the future and this is a a setup thing for um the first order coming to be yeah. Where they're like, oh, but, you know, the Outer Rim, they're just going to grab forces and attack us, and you're never even going to know when it happens because you're not going to help anyone in the Outer Rim. They're like, so we can't do much. Yeah, can't yeah. do anything in the cold worlds either. <laughs> yeah. I I'm, I would honestly love to see a scene with Mon Mothma just trying to cope and, like, kind of rally everyone in, 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 in the Senate and – and you can just see the corruption again because I feel like that's what happens. And they don't believe in Leia when, you know, in, in the future where she's like, hey, the First Order is rising. When in reality, they should have because of Leia. I'm not going to believe Darth Vader's daughter. Yeah, it's like, no yeah. way. He killed my dad. Oh. Yeah. And then sure enough, you know, we see in Force Awakens that, the, that they get blown up. And it's again, it's just another sign of corruption because there's, and that also takes me to Harry Potter, uh, as well to where the public wasn't believing that that Voldemort was coming back, and mm. and by the time you know he did terrible things, it was too late. So, um, it's it's just it's a huge sign of corruption uh, when the people just want to believe everything's okay and there's peace and in reality you know it's not just one small bubble it's a whole galaxy and but there's I, so I do many appreciate that we're moving towards having both sides they're showing both sides flaws and their 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 differences but their big similarities and especially the politics in star wars i like 
them finally being and addressing a lot of this mm-hmm. kind of like both of you were you know bad and i'm like that's yeah. like and especially from actually having the time to do it you know not not trying to shoehorn it into a movie mm-hmm. to just be part of a movie actually diving into it especially with andor you know it's just it's oh uh, so yeah good. yeah coming off of stuff. andor's side of it mm-hmm. i was like wow this is great love this I also think it was um, great to just get a big, uh, a big fight scene like on the planet. I think this is some of the most action, like of a big blaster fight. I think we've had for all this for the entire show, besides episode one of uh, um, chapter nine of season two of the Mandalorian, when like. Yeah. It felt like a movie, and John Favreau directed it um, yeah. because they fought the Kray Dragon. I think this was like the big action scene, like since then, and I thought that was great. I I I loved every second of the fight. Again, even though you know we had all these different pirates and everything, I was still hoping that that we would see Hondo because it's called the Pirate, right? So it's like in my mind, Hondo is the Pirate again. No, Hondo just go to Easter Galaxy's Edge and meet him. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, because he's just walking around, <laughs> but he's so busy over a Hondo Naka Transport Solutions. Uh, but we have them. Uh, we have them kind of divide. You've got Din and his Starfighter. He distracts them. He gets the fires away. When Bo, uh, has the uh. Other Mandalorians, Land of the City, they're fighting. There's, I actually was happy to see that some Mandalorians met their demise. And, and, uh, and the reason why, the reason why, because we see these, these people where Beskar, that is supposed to be um, super strong and you cannot, mm-hmm. you know, um, you can easily take a hit, but mm-hmm. seeing them actually taken down, it shows that they are vulnerable. Um, and we didn't see any of the Mandalorians perish in season one of Mando, even though at the end we like you know go down to the sewers and we see like that that pile of helmets and armor and everything. And it's just like, okay, how did that happen? And it's because they don't all have Beskar though, don't they? Like how Mando in the first season starts season, off with yeah. Yeah. standard standard part, um, parts. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I loved the whole fight scene. I thought it was great. I loved diving. Um, I loved diving into that fight, and I loved the scene of where they yank um, uh, one of the pirates on the ground, and then you have the um, uh, Celians, right? The 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 babu frick people they're just little frickers as david yeah. would say oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man so yeah no i i i love the whole fight and then they grab the cannon they like monkey shoot. lizard yeah they yes i i loved how they were <laughs> hiding <laughs> in the tree and being like over there and say that of course but just kind of <laughs> yeah so yeah no i i i thought the whole fight scene was great um 
on a scale from one to ten, do you think this was oh, okay? Like for all the fight scenes, like the big fight scenes that it is, gotten, it is definitely one know. of the ones I really liked because you had the dynamics okay. of having a little bit of a dog fight versus like a big ship, and you had the stakes of having all these nameless Mandalorians come in and fight to try and take the planet back. However, for me, I don't feel like the stakes are raised as much as other fights have been. I'll put it as like a middle of the road kind of fight, but a little bit higher in the middle of the road because I really did like having the dynamics of having not only a dog fight wise, but also on the ground wise. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Yeah, it'd, it'd probably be about the same for me. Um, I did one thing I did really appreciate though was actually being able to see the Bandalorians use military tactics and military their military knowledge to actually move through the streets and clear things out which was nice to see you know like them to actually see them as a force to be reckoned with instead of these people that just sort of hang around beaches and getting eaten by different creatures all day you know it's um like in season one nice where they rescue mando yeah yeah but um <laughs> what did you say like you know that? It's, it's just it is nice to see that and they have uh th we then kind of see the pi the pirate ship references because you know they're they are getting into the cannons kind of like you know like a pirate ship and there's also a ogna on there um that has uh which josh just pointed this out to me but i said it was the same colors um it was the same color scheme as shmi from peter pan but uh ilm ilmb uh actually uh, josh just say the fact because i'm gonna mess it up uh so i just talking about um, industrial light and magic making the same effects as um other peter pan projects yes and yes. they and they use the costume uh from hook right i'm gonna say that he, the ugnaught was a fun uh special effect uh, throwback to Peter Pan because he looks like he is dressed in the same costume that Shmi is wearing. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was fun. Yeah. Like really hammering it home, guys. We we are pirates here. All right, pirates. Uh, and we also haven't seen uh, we haven't seen an Ognaught since uh, season one of Mando since uh, the passing of Quail. Which again, that that death really really saddened me because I love that character. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for bringing that one up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. People but, still really like his uh, his line, so it's fine. Yeah. Yes. We probably hear it almost every day. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we uh, we have the fight continue. It doesn't look like the pirates are going to win, and they end up uh, winning the battle on the ground. And then Bo and Mando um, strike the ship. The first mate leaves. Uh, he he abandons the pirate ship, and he you know he leaves. He leaves the planet. He goes somewhere. Most like okay. So here's my theory about that: is that he will go and leave, and then he ends up running into you know Hondo or something, and then Hondo tries to start a crew again, and then we see them in skeleton crew because I think Hondo is going to show up in skeleton crew in some way. He'll have to go somewhere in the system though because he doesn't have a hyperdrive, does he? And that should no that little ship. No idea. It's too small for it. Huh? Uh, yep, and then we see the captain go down with the ship, explodes. We don't see a body, so you know, he's gonna come back. Yeah, 
it's going to be. <laughs> I did like other like someone. no. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out he's Ray's uncle. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how did we? Do we think he's gonna come back, or or do we actually think that he is? You know, he's gone. He's dead. I think because he's the dead. rumor. I want him to was, come back, but I think he's gone. He's a well, trade, the rumor he's that he was. Rogan. Yeah, because who, the rumor. Who brought that, that was, up? Whose rumor is that? Uh, it's like all over like social media. It's like everywhere that that he was so it's supposed to be one of the main villains um, for its for its skeleton crew. And then I was just talking with uh, with Mike all Star Wars and we were talking about, you know, maybe might be true. And they end up having skeleton crew uh, be like a prequel, like not in the prequels, but like a, like, you know, maybe the events of skeleton crew happened before the events of Mando. Um, so it's technically still part of the Mandalorian timeline. It's happening during that time, but it's happening like you know before the events of Mando season three. I'm saying that my guess is probably no, and we're gonna get someone different, like a different villain for that. Um, which I'm hoping that's his, the case because brother, boring yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah, as 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 as, as much guy. as I, yeah, as much as I love. <laughs> yeah, as much as I love Captain Salad, I wouldn't be you know I I don't know if I would buy. It's buy it for him being the main villain um for a show because like i love seeing him like like this but being the main attack well, we had that one guy who ditched so yeah so he will probably return i'm buy. hoping with with hondo because seeing hondo live action i'm gonna lose it bro a hundred percent i'm gonna He's lose it live action well on screen like actually on screen, seen him on a screen interacting with characters that we know oh, like a tv Chewbacca. show Gosh, dude, stop. <laughs> on a Disney Plus TV show. Thank you. you. Thank oh, you. There we Thank go. You, My bad. Understand. <laughs> uh, and then after the fight, um, Karga <laughs> offers the Mandalorians um, a place to live, and which we'll talk about it because it kind of um, contradicts uh, the end of what the armor and everything that happens with Bo. Uh, but then Paz Vizsla's like, hey, the armor wants to talk to you. She she goes back to the... We go back to the sewers that we saw in the first episode of The Mandalorian, um, like, ever. And we go back to where the armor used to be and you, you used to have her old setup and everything. And she like, pretty much says, analog. I believe you about seeing the mythosaur and everything and i've been thinking a lot mm. take off your helmet how did we feel about her saying that because i was like wait what because of the whole like the whole first part of the season uh was mando going on that journey to redeem himself and i think it's because i mean they do talk about it of where Bo is like hey i am uh uh, of, of, of where the armor I, says that sh she's on both sides. I so, wonder okay. if she does, like the armorer does know who she is and she's just not like leading it and being like, because they've done like the same things and know a lot of the exact same thing. So I'm kind of like, mm, I'm thinking maybe um, she was there at the, um, 
at the battle and at the end of the Clone Wars, like right when Order 66 was about to happen, but she was fighting on, on Darth Maul's side. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. that she is one of those Mandalorians. And is then she... when Order 66 happened... Do you think that she's a Zarbrak, pre- or do you think that she's... No, no. I don't think she is. I think she is one of the Mandalorians that was serving under... Um, yeah maul and then when maul left and everything uh and w- went into hiding and went crazy uh like her and gar saxon and all these people i think they all kind of like went their own ways and i think the armor you know kind of restarted the whole you know don't don't take your helmet off thing mm-hmm. uh and then you know seeing Bo and like kind of learning more i don't know if she's playing Bo. D- do you guys think she's you know, kind of, kind of messing with her. I, I, do I don't. Think- I don't think she is. I think what's happened is, uh, especially this season, she's just kind of sat back and observed her. She's seen that that when Bo's involved, things get done. You know, son gets saved. The she's, she's able to lead the attack um, to save yeah. Navarro. She sees that things get done under her, and now she's also saying that she's seen the mythosaur. So she, I think she genuinely sees her as the person to get this done. If anyone can do it, she she sees it's her. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, And she takes off her helmet, and she's like, okay, you will you know, go to the other um, places where there are Mandalorians, and you will, and you will bring them to us, and then we are going to, you know, you know, actually do something and not hide anymore. And then they go up and she and Bo walks out with her helmet off and everyone's staring and they're like, what do like, and the armor's okay with this. And then, uh, and then oh, Paz was going to throw some hands. At yeah. Him. Because <laughs> Paz was, um, uh, Paz he, does, was he loves person. doing it. He loves yeah. doing it. He was the first person to speak up and was like, yo, her helmet's off. What's up with that? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And uh, she and the armor makes it very clear of like you know we are gonna take back we are gonna take back Mandalore, and that kind of contradicts of this whole episode to me because the whole point of of you know going to Navarro was to find a new home and they're like you know what no. We are going a step further. We're going to our actual home. So it's like, oh, okay. So it's like, all right, cool. Like I'm I I I I think that's great. I love that we're finally getting into the direction of something that has been in the making for a while, which is us going to Mandalore, taking it back. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be great. I I, I think I like Navarro of, for them at the moment yeah. will just be more of a rallying point for all of the mm-hmm. Mandalorians that Bo's able to collect before they take off to actually because it's it's like a proper safe place for them now yeah. to be where it doesn't really matter if they're exposed or not because it's their place now you know it's it's yeah it's not somewhere that um that they need to really hide anymore so they can they can start building up their force to take back Mandalore from this point and I think that's what the armor is seeing yeah. I also think that uh, I also know that this is this is going to create an issue because the armorer is sending Bo to go and find other Mandalorians, right? Well, the whole reason why the group of Mandalorians that she had left her because she didn't have the dark save. So are so is she going to challenge 
uh, Din before she goes, or is she just going to go? Because to me, the whole point of getting the Darksaber was to rally forces so they could take back Mandalore. Um, so I'm thinking maybe the next episode will, you know, get something with either Moff Gideon or we'll end up getting something with Bo challenging Din for the Darksaber because it wouldn't make sense for her to go and leave without the Darksaber. Because I still think it's hers on a technicality from episode two because he's yeah. disarmed by that creature and then yep. she finishes off the creature. This movie, we all thought that she was going to take it from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like she, they have I, something planned or something yeah. coming where a moment where she was like, and then here you go, here's your cool toy that you've always wanted. And then you get this whole like little flashback moment of like her being like, this is where I started and this is where I'm at. And now oh. I have it now. I'm like, okay. Uh, do you think that Din will put up a fight for it, or do you think that that he will just be like, okay, let's fight, if you win, yeah, go ahead and take it. I don't care. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I, he cares about it. That he doesn't much. care enough. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like he'd just be like turn and be like, for you. He's like, <laughs> I tried to. He's like, I tried to do this last season. Here you go. Thank you. <laughs> just yeah. take it, <laughs> please. Just do it. And then we fade to black. We think the episode's over, but it's not. We yeah, then... it's very weird. The setup yeah. was weird. Yes, I felt like the next scene that followed felt like an like a like an after credit scene. I was like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have credit scene. Yeah, <laughs> and we have them. We have them kind of scanning a shuttle, and it's you know that 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 classic in that classic Imperial shuttle that we've seen and, and return of the Jedi and the, the end of empire strikes back. Like we've seen it so much then, uh, since then. And we have Teva just kind of scanning and they discovered that this was the ship that Moff Gideon was on and they're Ooh. scanning for any survivors. Probably not because there's a giant hole that was, you know, that was like a big chunk of the ship that was taken out. So everyone mm. inside died. Uh, there is no sign of Moff Gideon, but there is a uh, small piece of Beskar in there. Ooh. And the, Teva's then confused because he's like, wait, so the Mandalorians broke him out? If so, why? And then the screen goes to black. There's a big theory there. Uh, there's a lot of speculation and thoughts. What do we think is going to happen? Um, do we think that Maybe the Mandalorians that left Bo um, because she didn't have the dark saber. Do we think that maybe they're the ones that that ended up uh, breaking Moff Gideon out? And maybe you know they're like Moff Gideon is the rightful ruler of Mandalore. Or do we think that th- that the that's a good that's a good that's a good thought. Uh, or that the. Uh, um, the Empire slash First Order came in and they broke him out and then they planted that that best guard there to uh, kind of I still feel like we're almost we're, we're almost at getting our Thrawn reveal. So yeah. I, mm. I think this is gonna lead into Thrawn somehow, some way, we're getting mm. there. Yeah. Or the other theory, which I don't think mm. is, would that this could be, would maybe be Sabine and Ahsoka yes. came in. Yes. And they took him because maybe Moff Gideon knows where. Yeah, because is. Yeah, yeah, she that was her main question. It's like, 
Right. But then that doesn't add up why the ship was destroyed and why all of those new Republic officers died unless a fight broke out and then they all got killed because of Moff Gideon and there's nothing they could do. And then they, you know, were just like, hey, we're just going to leave the ship here. But I don't think Sabine and the Circle would do that. I feel like they would call someone on unless they're so plot driven like to you know find thrawn that they're just like oh if they if they die they die which i don't think they would but yeah, but yeah. i feel like it's um it'll be it'll be thrown and i reckon he would have used is it the dark troopers that we saw at the end of yeah season two i feel like he would have used those to to break yep. to open the hole and just sort of take him without a yeah without a fight really yeah mm-hmm. and he and then the best guy there you know he also probably had some communication with um with uh, Kane, most likely, because like they were talking about it, um, th- they were talking about them like of Moff Gideon not making it to the trial, like in episode two, and that felt like a mm-hmm. while ago. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, so how long has the ship been sitting there? Was it there for a couple of days? Was it there for a couple of months? Like, how long has has the ship been there, and how long? A long time. Yeah. And the screen fades to black, and that's the end of the episode. I overall enjoyed it. I loved how we were actually getting to the um that that we're finally getting to the larger um part of this whole story of the Mandalorian. Um, I've loved all the world building episodes. I loved last week where we got uh Kellerin Beck. And Grogu in the flat and the flashback with Order sixty six, I loved everything. Um, I I I was so happy to see that. And then we've got more stuff about Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, great, great so far. But I'm glad that this episode was more of, hey, here is here is the larger picture. This is where we're going. Mm-hmm. And even you know, though it was a small cameo, seeing Zeb there is a big deal that is a big yeah. deal because that's leading into the ahsoka stuff and, and 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 they're throwing in small things here and there like for example you you had the purgles it's like hey purgles equals ezra and thrawn because that's where we last ooh, saw them more rebel stuff that's where they yes. just keep doing that like ooh, i know yeah. you like the rebels yeah and it's gonna be wild to see pretty much season five of star wars rebels and in ahsoka because of just seeing live action Hera and sabine and chopper and zeb just all together is just gonna be mm-hmm. wild to me i think yeah. something that i would lose um like i i would lose it if we saw like a flashback of kanan maybe training with ezra of seeing of um, kanan. yeah of seeing like freddie prince jr like come back i think mm-hmm. that would be crazy um because I, 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 I we know I love, we know he's cool with character. coming back as well. Oh he, yeah, he appeared in Bad Batch, so yeah. he's 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 keen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no. Uh, overall, great episode. Loved it. I loved just. I I I love the action. I love the cameos. I I loved the more plot building. Uh, for next week though, it's kind of unknown what's going to happen at this point. We've seen. Pretty much all of the trailer footage, except the one shot of where we have, um, we kind of have like that grass plane, and then we've got the couple of domes, like kind of what like Sun Dari looked like, and then that's it. 
that's like the last shot that we haven't seen yet. Uh, and we still don't know if that's going to be a flashback or if that's Bo going over to different um, to different civilizations of Mandalorians. Like we just don't know. And 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 th- that's the part that I love when we get to this part in any season of the show when there's no more footage from the trailers because now it's a guessing game and this is where the theories either are super wrong or they come to life in, in a beautiful <laughs> way uh because i remember all the theories for the last jedi and it was just the funniest thing when like it was not darth Plagueis, it was just a clone of of the emperor and somehow he returned and it was just like oh okay like um and and then there was like the theory of uh of of the kid that um from revenge of the sith where he's like master skywalker there's too many of them that he was like snoke or something so it, 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 it was, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah i know I remember the ones about it being mace window as well yeah so i'm just yeah, seeing all one. of the i'm just seeing all the theories on them that that not come to be and it's something completely different than what we thought was just mm-hmm. you know kind of funny but also kind of thrilling because it's it's great not to know you know you know of of the plot and I think that's the direction that we're going in now. And also it's Dave Filoni and we know he loves to mess with our emotions. Okay. And I got a feeling that something big is going to happen at the end of this season. And if it's any indication, just like, um, uh, of, you know, kind of cliffhangers, you can also see the last two episodes of, of the bad batch and he, man, like that was like, Oh, okay. So I, I got a feeling he will probably do it with, with this season and it's going to be crazy but i'm i'm excited i'm I'm totally excited uh but overall did we enjoy the episode yes yeah yeah excellent. yeah excellent. yeah yeah so uh we will do a breakdown for the next episode um right before we go uh because it's on the day that most of us are actually you know going over to celebration so we will have that breakdown um all set and and ready to go and then tonight is also our last breakdown for the bad batch season two so stay tuned for our live feed at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time uh for everyone that's part of our patreon thank you so much we thank will you. not be doing this appreciate, that. Your, appreciate you know, that all those names at the bottom of the screen thank you so much yeah um for Chris. And even if you're not a part of the Patreon, yeah. I just want to appreciate all of you guys who are listening. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Uh, and yeah, because we would not be going to celebration. Yeah, we wouldn't, wouldn't be here without you. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, everyone, for just being part of this wonderful community and family. Uh, we're also on YouTube. <laughs> uh, go and subscribe. <laughs> ben, stop, bro. Come on. <laughs> uh, we are also on on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Twitter at stuff pod uh, again, Patreon uh, at, uh, at star stuff podcast, two one eight seven TikTok search star stuff podcast. We also have an email star stuff podcast at gmail.com Facebook surprise, surprise star stuff group and star stuff podcast page. Wow. Those are some plugs. Uh, please go, uh, go on Apple podcasts uh, and, and give us a review, even though it's all about David, go and check out our website. We also have a link to our sister podcast, the, uh, the, the Marvel Stuff Podcast. Go and check it out. We're also on Twitch, Star Stuff Gaming. Jedi Survivor's coming out soon. Josh and I are going to be 
um, playing that uh, mm-hmm. like nonstop as soon as it comes out. So tune in for our, our breakdown uh, again. Sorry that David wasn't here. He'll be back next week. Uh, but from all of us from the Star Wars Stuff podcast, from myself, Josh, and Ben. Hello. May the force be with you. Always. Always.